Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Hello, Adele. How you doing? Hello, Jeremy. How's little Roxy doing? Well, she's she's getting better. She had a little she had a little upset tummy for a couple days. Yeah, mm. stress induced from us not being here, so. Yeah. It wasn't a happy palm. Um, so should we get right into it? We got a busy episode today. All right, Jeremy, (laughs) you get right into it. Well, then let's go right away into highs and lows. What are your highs and lows from this week? Well, you get to start this week. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure's on. Uh, well, my high, I mean, I got to go to Frankfurt, which was really nice because, uh, I mean, I always love it there. I got to walk around Mainz and enjoy some schnitzel. Uh, and that was good. But my other high was, uh, we actually took a little, a couple day vacation here. We took a little, it's like a weekend away, but for us, our weekend is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, so we got to go out to the mountains. We spent a couple nights there. We sp- stayed at the Chateau, uh, what's it, what's it called? The Fairmont Chateau Lake Louise. So that was really nice. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't count as a high. That's not work related. But it's still travel related, so that's good. Okay, that's a technicality, <laughs> but I'll give it to you. Um, but yeah, we literally just drove back from Lake Louise uh, this afternoon, mm-hmm. um, sat on the couch for maybe an hour, and then that was Roxy sighing. I don't know if that picked it up. Um, yeah, we sat on the couch for a, a moment, and then we have to record because, well, this is Wednesday that we're recording. Yeah, so this will be released uh, later tonight, so yeah. Yeah, so because we wanted to maybe record before leaving for our trip, but then we had errands to run, things to do. I came home at like one thirty in the morning, so we decided, you know what, let's let's push it. We're gonna be back in the afternoon, and we're gonna do this. But yeah, it's risky because if we do this, sometimes it doesn't work out if the editing takes too long or something. So no, I'm committed. <laughs> we got this. Yeah, I mean. We're being real with you. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're recording on the same day that this is getting published. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you're seeing us as as we are. I'll, I'm also not wearing any makeup today. So Me if I look tired, it's not because I'm tired. It's just because I'm not wearing any makeup. So, yeah, you guys can, uh, uh, you know, leave those comments uh, away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was your high. Did you have a low? Uh, well, my low this week, again, it's not work related because I had a great... <laughs> I had a great crew, a great layover, a great, I mean, nothing bad went uh, went on during my flight. Uh, so my low this week was just that Roxy wasn't feeling well for a few days. So that's never fun to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of work related because we, that's part of us flying and opposite schedules, but sometimes, you know, schedules don't come out perfectly. Yep. So we had the overlap, um, late last week we were both going to be away on the same day so that was that was stressful we had to make sure we had someone and then we maybe didn't have someone so if that was if that had been the case I would have had to call in sick to work because Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not going to leave the dog alone um so you know that's always a little stressful but we got it done and we both wanted to do those pairings that we both had. You had your Frankfurt. and yeah. Okay, so tell us about your high. Well, talking about, you know, the your pairing was your Frankfurt. 
overlapping with mine, which was the San Francisco. Um, we both really wanted to do those pairings. We don't get to do those very often. I haven't done a San Francisco layover in two, three years, over three years since pre-COVID, which is, you know, the timeline that everyone uses these days. Um, so yeah, since probably September of 2019 is my last time that I was in San Francisco. Um, so that was really, really nice. Just a couple flights to get there, about 18 hours layover, couple flights home. Uh, good crew had ended up working with Alberto. I got to fly with him this time. So that was a lot of fun, hung out on the layover. But the rest of our crew was also lots of fun. We just got along. We didn't know each other. I had flown with one of the other crew members, but we never really hung out or did anything because it was probably a quick flight at some point in a pairing. Um, so it was it was just a lot of fun, a lot of good banter, good back and forth, good, you know, making fun of each other, but no one no one's feelings were hurt or anything. It was just, you know, good, good vibes. That's the kind of thing that we talk about. We, If you have a good crew, it just makes the job more fun. You know, any any job you can imagine, if you have your friends there or just you get along with your colleagues, it just makes it really nice. Cool. Do you have a low from this week? Well, I'll probably coming home and while well, you, I was still flying and then you said you got home and... There was Roxy poo everywhere. Well, it wasn't everywhere, but yes, Roxy had a little accident here and there. And uh, yeah, her tummy was off. But, uh, you know, we, we kind of know how to deal with it now. It's not her fault. So we dealt with it accordingly. And she's all back to normal now. And she's never been like low energy or like she never acts like sick. It's just, you know, she doesn't control certain bodily functions for a day or two. Well, we know this one was fully stress-related. I wasn't something that she ate. We made sure, like we double-checked if she ate something bad or anything. And no, that wasn't the case. So it was, it's really just stress for for that uh, evening. And and then it doesn't go away immediately. Any, any stomach bug that anybody has, we know it doesn't uh, go away. So mm-hmm. we were dealing with that on our trip, but thankfully it wasn't too too bad she didn't uh soil any airbnbs or hotel rooms yeah and one really cool thing um because we did have roxy with us when we stayed at the fairmont in lake louise um they actually had like a little pet kit sort of set up for us in the room um adele took a picture of it so maybe we'll post the picture up here uh so you can see what that little pet kit was uh was looking like but it was really cute i liked it yeah, I mean, it's a nice little touch, but also let's take note that the uh, pet fee for the Fairmont is $85 per yeah. night uh, for one pet. So, yeah, <laughs> probably you pay, you won't be doing it. that um, again. Uh, it's kind of a one-time thing. Or if we bring Roxy along on our little getaways, we're probably going to pick a way cheaper hotel because <laughs> it's obviously it's the Fairmont. It's Nice and pricey, but then you add $85 per day per pet. And it adds up quick. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, fair warning. They are pet friendly, but they they charge a lot if you actually want to bring them along. Um, A lot of other pet friendly resorts, hotels, places around Banff, Canmore, Lake Louise. So just buyer beware for that. It was a lovely place, but probably won't be going there with Roxy anymore. Yeah. 
It was fun to do that one time, though. And um, again, the weather was amazing. The clouds would roll in, then roll out, then roll back in. And so we got a couple good shots of the mountains and things like that. Maybe we'll post a couple here as we're as we're chatting here for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, the weather was... Because here we've been talking about it's spring, it's super nice. It was 15, 18, I think it almost got to 20 degrees last week here in Calgary. And, you know, I was in San Francisco, you were in Frankfurt, you know, there's no snow there anymore. It's full on spring. I got a little bit of a sunburn on my forehead walking around San Francisco. And then we drove out to the mountains and of course, snow everywhere, wide out on the highway on the first after the first night where we were staying in a place called dead man's flats dead man's flat flats dead man's flat whatever whatever it's called uh just outside of uh yep not yep news uh cananaskis um and woke up to a couple inches of snow on the car so yeah that was fun (laughs) well then and then the drive between what was it banff and lake louise yeah we hit huge whiteouts yeah yeah it was you know the type of driving that you experience in the middle of the winter where the conditions are a little bit treacherous mm-hmm. and you have to be a bit more careful. So, you know, it's April 12th today and <laughs> it was it was interesting to go back in full on winter. Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, in the mountains, of course, the weather can change even more rapidly than here in Calgary. Oh, absolutely. So yesterday we just spent the day seeing the the conditions change outside our window oh we can see the mountains oh yeah no we can't see them anymore oh, oh wow there they are <laughs> yeah and then, and then we went for a little walk with uh with roxy and it was like a full-on blizzard and she was all covered in snow and we were covered in snow and then we came back and then later in the evening you could see the mountains again it was amazing at some points you couldn't see across the lake we couldn't even see that there was mountains around it was so like foggy and snowy and blustery and yeah and then other times it was perfectly clear. We'll show you some of the pictures. It'll hopefully yeah. do some justice. <laughs> so if you see one of these pictures, imagine not seeing the mountains at all. Mm-hmm. You're just white. So the conditions do change really quickly, which was interesting to just go back in winter. But of mm-hmm. course, I mean, we're used to snow. Like we weren't uncomfortable or anything. Oh. Roxy loves the snow. She was kind of a little mountain <laughs> mountain snow palm today. Um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that was uh, that was fun. That was our little trip. Uh, should we get into the meat of uh, this episode? Sure, let's get into it. All right. So, big hot topic right now in aviation, especially in aviation in Canada, and I think I've seen it on every flight attendant friend who I follow on Instagram. Uh, they're all posting the same thing, and it's basically um, saying pay flight attendants for the time that they're at work. Now, a lot of the general public doesn't know. The extent of this, and I think we spoke about it a little bit on a previous episode, but flight attendants get paid from when the t- uh, from the time the aircraft is moving. So during boarding, when we check in after uh, after arrival, we're not getting paid. That's just sort of the way it is. It's one of those things that's it's always kind of been that way in aviation, and people are kind of standing up at this point and saying, you know what, enough is enough. We need to get paid for the time that we're at work. We've, we're giving away too much free time where we're not getting paid for it. Uh, and so we're going to discuss that a little bit, share with you some of our thoughts and feelings uh, and the way the way I've personally been looking at it um, when it comes to getting paid for all of these things. Do I agree we should get paid from from the time we show up at work? Absolutely. But I think a lot of people think 
a lot of flight attendants think that if we just make a lot of noise and say, pay us, they're just going to add that to our paycheck. And I'm going to explain the reasons why it's not that simple. Anything to add there? Well, I mean, everything Jeremy just said is true. I mean, that's literally, I don't know when this, there's a petition. I don't know if you mentioned there's a petition. Not yet, but we'll, we'll post a link in the description as well for the petition. If you'd like to add your signatures. Yeah. So there's a petition out there. I think it's called unpaid work won't fly something like that um and yeah that was all over every single uh, one of our colleagues friends uh, social media which yeah 100 percent, we aren't paid for a lot of the time that we are at the airport i mean if i leave my house at two o'clock because i have to be at the airport at three o'clock but the flight only leaves at four o'clock but then if the flight is delayed till 4 30 I'm not getting paid until 4.30. Mm-hmm. And I live 15 minutes away from the airport. So I'm probably, you know, essentially, I'm there a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not getting paid. And yeah, during boarding, when you're asking us questions, when we're doing ground service, when... We're doing briefings. Mm-hmm, like safety-related everything, you know, someone flies with their infant, someone mm-hmm. uh, is visually impaired, someone sitting at the overwing exit because we have to give them an extra briefing. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, the, the double checking of our catering supplies or safety equipment, um, the briefings we do with our crew, you know, Hey, this is, we're flying on this aircraft today. Um, here are your safety positions here, the, what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. You know, all of that. Yeah. Right now, currently we don't get paid for any of that. Mm-hmm. We get paid from door breaks off. So c- technically door closed to door open is kind of like. Yeah. And even like, so for example, uh, my flight the other day going to, to Frankfurt, we closed the door very early. We had, I had an all-star crew with me uh, and we boarded the plane really quickly. We closed the door 15 minutes prior to, uh, to pushback. Well, if we don't push back for 15 minutes, that door's closed. We're locked in there. We're doing our safety video, all that stuff. We're still not getting paid. It's only when the aircraft starts moving, the parking brake is off. And uh, that's when we do start getting paid. Um, so one of the things, again, I fully agree that we should be getting paid from the time we show up to work to the time we're finished our duties. I'm just going to explain some of the reasons why it's not just as simple as snapping your fingers and boom, we're going to add that to your paycheck. Uh, is it okay if I bust out the calculator and give some back of the napkin calculations here? A little back of the, the napkin The calculator? Nap. You mean your phone? Yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, also, I think a lot of noise is coming from, well, maybe some of it is coming from the fact that Delta got their uh, boarding pay last year, a year ago. It was was last year, yeah. Well, because we we reported on it while we were in Vancouver. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So we've talked about this before. So Delta did get it. But then we also mentioned, you know, Delta doesn't have a union. So, you know... What what did they give up to get the boarding pay? You know, yeah. it's always like the give and take. Yeah. Like Jeremy said, it's not just like, here you go. Here's a million dollars because you guys asked for it. Yeah. We money, just had that in the back of our pocket. Yeah. Money doesn't just appear out of thin air. It's just not the way it works. Obviously. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to do a little bit of math here. I'm going to do a screen recording so you can see what I'm doing on my calculator. All right. So. 
I'm just going to use some general, very, very generic numbers here, and I'm going to try and simplify it as much as possible to kind of bring awareness to this. So let's say your airline has 1,000 flights in a day. Now, we were talking about this a little bit before. Uh, our airline, we have Sorry. aircraft... We have aircraft uh, that are crewed by three crew members, many that are crewed by four, all the way up to 12 crew members on some aircraft. Um, so I thought just to simplify things, we're going to use an average of five. So we're going to multiply 1,000 by five. That gives us 5,000 flight attendants working on those flights in a day on a daily basis. Okay, so now we need to report to work between one hour and one hour and 15 minutes prior to departure. Uh, so again, I'm going to simplify it by just saying an hour, okay? So times one hour, well, times one, so stays at 5,000, good. So an extra 5,000 hours plus an extra plus an extra 15 minutes at the end of our, our flight. So once that door is open, we still have to remain on board for all of the passengers to deplane. We have to wait for passengers that require a wheelchair. We let them uh, wait until the end, until the aisle's clear. So we're going to add an extra 15 minutes. So basically going to multiply that by 1.25 to add that. And now let's take an average salary. Um, how much do an average salary? I know it varies. Uh, like at our airline, we have a pay scale of 10 different pays for depending on how long you've been with the airline. Let's simplify it and say, we'll keep it on the low end and say what? $25, $30 an hour. Let's say 30 $30 an hour. Okay. So we'll multiply that by $30. So in one day, that would equate to $187,500. You think, well, this is a major airline. They're, they make billions of dollars in a year. Well, the money that comes in is billions and the money that goes out is billions as well. I know a lot of airlines have been struggling since, uh, since the COVID times. You know, that's still our sort of benchmark. Uh, I know our airline hasn't been making money yet uh, that they've been reporting in, uh, in their quarterly reports. We're not making a profit yet post-COVID. Uh, so... Let's just take that 187,500 and multiply it by 365 days in a year. That equals $68,437,500. Over $68 million. That's a lot of money. That was like a very rough calculation, yeah. right? That doesn't account for a lot of like extras and stuff because, you know, if there's a delay or if it's a bigger aircraft with more flight attendants, this is where the quick average. So that's a lot of money. That is so a lot. Yeah. we're asking each airline, essentially, because this petition is in Canada. So each airline in Canada to potentially, obviously, some airlines don't have a thousand flights per day. Some have left, but potentially several million dollars in a year to pay their flight attendants. Of course, should they? Yes, we I want to be paid for everything thing. But I also, we've talked about this, we don't want to take a pay cut. I don't want the airline to then say, okay, we'll pay you for boarding, but your hourly wage now goes down $10 to An compensate. Yeah. Or something crazy like that. Now, I'm just going back to, I remember during collective bargaining, because we are part of a union. Uh, and so years and years and years ago, this is a completely separate issue. But basically, anytime the bargaining unit, so the union wanted something, or the airline wanted something, they said, we would like this as part of the new collective agreement, the other side would put a number to it and say, okay, it will cost X amount of dollars. So they always attach a monetary number to whatever you're looking for. Well, if we now want to be paid for all the time we're there, so for check-in to check-out, 
we have to find that. And again, with those very rough calculations, it's just me back of the napkin math, very rough calculations. We need to find $68 million. Years ago, there was a big issue. There was something that the union wanted. They said, this would be great for our members. It's something that has existed with other unions in the past. And the company said, you know what? That's great. We're going to attach the monetary figure to implement that of $4 million. And then it's like, oh no, $4 million. That's such a huge amount. We have to find some way to offset that, basically give something back to receive that in return. And that was for $4 million. And that was a huge, huge deal. My rough calculation is in the $60 million range. That is a lot of money. That that money doesn't just, like we said before, doesn't just appear out of nowhere. We have to find a way to earn that money, to get it somewhere, to give something to get that back. So the only way I can see it feasible for the company to be like, you're right, let's pay you for boarding and pay you for check-in to check-out, your hourly wage has to go down. That's the only feasible way I can see it happening. And, you know, you could also say, well, hey, we don't need our full hourly wage for the boarding and deplaning portion. Let's say we're going to take half our hourly wage. So half that number. It's still 34 million yeah, and change. That's still so much money. So, you know, is it possible? I don't know. Let's Let's be hopeful and say it could happen, but I don't see it happening with that with out us losing something in the in in the long run or at some point it's it's a give and take you know especially yep. you know aviation post covid still we're still talking about covid because we're still in the post covid times we're still yep. not fully recovered no one is no aviation airline in yeah. industry no wow <laughs> no part <laughs> of the aviation industry is fully recovered um so we're still dealing with it we're still not profitable so how are they going to come up with 68 million dollars yeah well, or I, millions of millions of dollars to pay their flight attendants for all of their boarding so they're gonna have to come up with something you know mm-hmm. but we don't know how and i feel like it's it's a little scary to push for something that we don't know what the consequences will be yeah and i think everybody's sort of caught up in the in the kind of rah-rah, you know, that group mentality of like, this is what we deserve. And I, again, I fully agree that we do deserve to get paid from the time we show up at work till the time we leave. But now we realistically have to figure out how to do that where it's fair for everyone. Again, I don't want to, I don't want to be the type of employee who says, gimme, gimme, gimme. I just want to keep taking, taking, taking everything I can because I've earned it. Oh, the company's gone out of business. Oh, shucks. Oh, well, that's too bad. I guess I took too much. People have to look at the big picture as well, where the company has to be successful for us to all keep our jobs. Yeah, on that note, what what if they say, okay, we'll pay the flight attendants, but we're going to have to lay off people again? What if we have to that's cut flights extreme, or, yeah. that's super extreme, but what if it comes to that? Like, I don't want to lose any of the participants we trained last year let's say Mm -hmm. you know like the great the great ones or even the last two three four five years it could get to me again you know i'm i don't i'm not that senior in the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a little scary it's a lot of unknown and it's a lot of people just kind of like jumping on the bandwagon of this bandwagon of this petition Mm -hmm. which has some merit but yeah who knows what 
we're going to be asked to do or give up if we really want to be paid for every single minute we're at the airport. And I hate to be the one to kind of have a, a, not a negative spin on it, but I'd say a more realistic spin on it. uh, Because I think a lot of people who are pushing this petition, I don't want to say pushing it, but like really advertising it and saying, Hey, guess what? This is, this is what it's like for a flight attendant. I don't think they're seeing the other side of it where you do have to put a number to it. And again, rough math, very, very rough number. I, I threw out there and it was over $68 million in a year. That's not an insignificant number. Yeah. Especially for airlines in Canada where you know, we're not as big as the Middle Eastern airlines or even European airlines right now, we're still, you know, trying to to get out of this big hole. So, I mean, mm-hmm. something to think about. Definitely let us know what you think down in the comments. If you're listening, email us, uh, send us a DM on Instagram. Really, let's mm-hmm. let's let's have a conversation about this because, you know, this is something that needs to be talked about. We need to discuss it and we need to see you know, kind of like what's going on. Let's have, let's start that conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not an easy solution. I feel that there is a solution. I don't know what it is. I don't get paid enough to figure those solutions out, but um, I think there is a solution. I, and I'm, I'll be fascinated to engage in that discussion and find a good solution for everybody involved. Yeah. And on that note, you know, if you're flying out there, be really nice to your flight attendants because you know they're not getting paid to save your butt. <laughs> Which they day. might have to do one day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please comment. Uh, let's open up the discussion here. I know we've brought some new information, some new facts that you may not have thought of. So uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Subscribe, like, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Roxy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.